Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Welcome to another episode of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast. Today's special guest is Sharon Hafetz, and she is a devoted mom of three, a, dyna- a, dy- a dynamic entrepreneur, author, and cherished mindset coach. Thank you, Sharon, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You bet. I'm really excited to have you on as a guest because I know that you have a very, very important job. Uh, being a mindset coach, taking care of us mothers, me being one of them. So I really admire the work that you do. Um, So if you would just share with us your backstory, whatever that means for you, that got you into this light of work, like what inspired you to want to become a mindset coach to help moms? Um, Becoming a mindset coach was basically as on my entrepreneurial journey, I noticed it was a lot in sales and things like that. And I noticed that my success basically depended on the success of my employees. So I was actually coaching them for years to see their goals and to see how they want to advance their lives. And I knew that once I made them fulfill them themselves, I would make whatever I needed to make as well. I would get to my quota because I was not for pushing people into going, you know, I couldn't be that stressful person that puts those goals on the board and things like that. Um, As for the focusing on moms, I'm a mama and we all need hugs sometimes. We all need a little bit of compassion. And, you know, I'd like to start by saying that all the hardships that I will talk about in a moment um and past traumas put me in a place today of strength and balance and perspective Mm. and happiness and i so want to share that with everyone because i feel like we are the source if you could say it that way we are the source of so much strength around us and so many people around us and you can't pour from an empty glass Mm. And I really am fulfilled and and I feel blessed when I can help fill someone else's glass a little bit. Um, so when becoming a mother, you go through like so many different stages of acceptance of the circumstances. You know, the first, my first baby came, I just suddenly got meaning. I, I received mm-hmm to life I received like wow and I waited I started at the on my 30 when I turned 30 um because I wanted to you know I wanted to conquer the world 
I was a free spirit and I was like, yeah, let's go and let's get this all done. And, but suddenly when my first baby came, I was like, wow, everything till now was nothing. It changes, right? Like your mindset alone changes in that moment, right? Exactly. And I, you know, I heard in a movie, um, it was like a, my, my husband calls it like the girly movies that I do with my <laughs> daughter, you know, but that after your first baby, you go through like part of that depression, part of that heavy feeling besides the imbalance of the hormones and everything like that. You need to pay attention that it's kind of a mourning period because you're kind of mourning your old self. Ooh. You're, and, and that was, oof, that was <laughs> really, mind-blowing because I never heard it put that way. That's you powerful. Know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get that wording and it's like, that's true. And with that morning, like there's, there's this sadness and frustration and overwhelmment and you're, you become so used to like just giving and before receiving and you take care of your responsibilities before enjoying the moments. And you know, the last bite is theirs. The 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 first banana is there. Everything is theirs first. And, and <laughs> even what you have is theirs. Because oh, can I have theirs. that? Can I have that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, you're taking care of some. All your thoughts are theirs too, because we go in this like survival mode as moms. And I guess we need to. And it's important that we do because. Through that survival mode, we make sure they eat, we make sure they sleep, we make sure that the food they're getting is nutritionist and then, you know, building their strength and confidence and helping them become independent and so many different things that we're responsible for. So I guess in those first years, we're supposed to go into that survival mode in order to take care of business, you know, take care of what we need to. But bottom line is, our thoughts are not ours. Our bodies are not yours. You know, if you're nursing or or it's leaned on or it's used as a holder or a cuddler or a, it doesn't look like it used to. It doesn't fit in your old clothes. It doesn't, you know, so your clothes are not really yours. They're just like kind of <laughs> temporary. Let's get through this like, phase in life kind of thing. Or, no oh, wow, I found someone else's shirt that fits. It just fits me. <laughs> so much truth yeah and and your nights are not your nerves your schedule is not yours and and i feel like we get used to just neglecting ourselves i'm exhausted just hearing this list i know i know that's why <laughs> that's why i started with the positive that i found <laughs> happiness and balance and strength through this journey uh but but that's why i feel like when you're in constant overwhelm and and stress, our body kind of goes into survival mode and our mind can only be in two different places. It can either be in creation or in survival. So we don't have that creative mode anymore. And, and creative, I mean, like having your own thoughts. I remember one day my husband came to me and he's like, you know, I read in this article or I heard this new song. And I looked at him like with this anger and I was like, how dare you even have time to listen to a new song or listen to a podcast or what are you doing? Like, how do you have all this time? 
with threats. <laughs> but that also, that's what woke me up. And I understood that, mm. wait, I'm not choosing to do those things. I'm choosing other things because I, I just understood that I was stuck in the survival mode. So I couldn't even understand what I like anymore or what I needed to do anymore. And with times, because, you know, you're just used to protecting all the time. Yeah. You're just used to protecting all the time. And, you know, how our thoughts create our reality. Mm-hmm. True. So if our thoughts are not in that creative mode and they're only in survival mode, that's all that's going to show up in our lives. And it's so super important. You know, they say that we have 60 thousand to 80,000 thoughts a day, right? Yes. And then 95 of them are in the subconsciously repetitive. <laughs> so if 95% of those are in survival mode, that's all that's going to happen, you know what I mean? Now out of those four sorry, 60 to 80,000, there's 80% that's negative. So that's 48 thousand thoughts that are negative just by default and that's what got me basically into mindset coaching for mamas I shifted from life coaching to mindset coaching because I'm a strong believer of the law of attraction and that you can create the life that you deserve with not regarding the circumstances um, that you're living in under the circumstances you know that you're having and because everything, a lot of things are affected just by the way we see them, by the way we interpret them, by the way we digested them and what color glasses we put on this morning. That's how I say it to my kids, you know, well, what color glasses were you wearing today when you went to school that you saw all those horrible things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel that when we get that choice and we do realize that, where we can leave that victim mentality that we get because because when you're let me explain the victim part because when you're in survival it means that you're under some kind of attack right your body knows that if you're like in survival mode you're trying to survive so if you're trying to survive it means that something from outside is trying to attack you so you're constantly as a victim something's constantly trying to attack you, you're constantly a victim. And we go into that, you know, mentality of victim, um, even in our talking, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we share our stories, the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell others, um, the way we interpret life around us. So Basically changing that, just shifting your mindset, shifting those thoughts and shifting the way that you perceive and think about things. You're able to understand that nothing's personal, that you can change your life by changing your inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll let you all like download. Um, I have an ebook so you can download it if anyone's more interested in that. Um, the fact that we have the power of choice, like my husband, I was like, how could he listen to all these, you know, how can he listen to all these podcasts or whatever? And I'm like, 
well, why don't you listen to a podcast while you're cooking or while, you know, while you're making food for the little one or while you're doing this or while, why aren't you going out to the, why aren't you doing what you can do? There's a lot of things that are, you know, they're, they're decided for you, especially in the beginning of your journey in motherhood. But, you know, there's so many things that we do have a choice within that no choice situation, kind of. I don't know if I'm saying it, if it's understood the way I'm saying it. I got you. I understand exactly what you're saying because it's your, what you're saying is true. Like it's a choice. It's a choice to sit there cooking, you know, something in a pan, listening to your own subconscious thoughts on repeat that 80% are negative or listen to a self-improvement podcast. Listen to a podcast that teaches you mind shifting, (laughs) you know, mindset shifting or anything, you know, it's a choice. It is a choice. It's a choice what we feed our mind, what we feed our subconscious mind. But a lot of us are not even aware of all those negative thoughts because they're subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can either go and wash the dishes and say, like, for me, it was washing the dishes was a big thing. I was like, ah, I can't believe I have to do the dishes. I have to do the dishes. And then I was like, hip, 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 hip. you don't have to do anything. I want to do the dishes. And that's a tip that I can give everyone. When I started saying, I choose to, I couldn't say I want to, (laughs) not yet. Today I could say I want to, because I understand that I really do want it to be clean and I want it to be, you know, but I had to move first to, I choose to, I choose to do the dishes right now and not, I have to, because I don't have to do, because what will happen if I am in, God forbid, a bad place that I'm not doing anything? The dishes would just stay there and nothing would happen, right? Right. So just basically allowing yourself, shifting that that word instead of I have to, saying I choose to. So having the power of choice, giving yourself back the choice, um, setting healthy boundaries with other people in your life, but also with yourself for yourself, because those are the hardest ones, you know? Where do I, like, where do I stop and where do they begin? Hmm. And kind of differentiating that because as a mom, you're kind of used to taking everybody's problems, everybody's pain, everybody's hurt. You're used to comforting all that. And that's just the act that we get used to doing. So even when we're suddenly talking to our parents or to our friends or to anyone, we're like, I'll take, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of that. Like, let me, let me give you a hug. It'll be okay. But there is like very, very, it's very important to put boundaries. Yeah. Um, and showing up for yourself, showing up for yourself is I think one of the biggest mama lessons that I had to, you know, not just showing up for your family, but really showing up, understanding that if you don't show up for you, And if you don't choose to be present for you and strong for you, you will not be able to take care of them. So you're actually doing the contrary. Right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, you and I were just talking off screen there for a minute where I was, you know, kind of admitting that, you know, I'm doing all these things and everything that you said is on point. It's true because I have three kids. I believe you have three kids too, right? Yeah, minor 
uh, three boys. I got a 16. One's going to be eight tomorrow. And then one's going to be six on, in, a, in November. And so they keep wow. me on my toes. And like everything that you said is true. They're, my thoughts, this, that. One of them won't get out of my bed. You know, like the whole thing. So where I'm glad you're bringing this up because it's reminding me that my, me, myself, I need to set more uh, stronger boundaries. I need to do that. And I do go out and do some things for myself, but I have to admit, you're inspiring me to find a moment where I can just do something 100% by myself, not with any, not even with any friends or any people or any just 100% alone by myself. And I do do that first thing in the morning, but <clears throat> I listen to my worship music and I read the Bible and I do my whole little routine in the morning. But in reality, my kids are still running around. One will come into the room. So still, there that matters. Like, uh, it's still being interrupted. So even if it's me just walking around outside, taking a walk when my husband gets home from work. You know, I got to figure out what works for me because we all have busy, busy lives. But right. but that doesn't mean it's impossible. We can and do it. Could be short. Yeah. It could be short moments. It could be, like, moments even – I remember – Boundaries were even like I was in the restroom and I had three kids outside my door. Like <laughs> this one was talking to me under the door. This one was knocking. I just want a question. And I was like, and I would always answer. And then I said, no, no. <laughs> if this is not mama time, then what is, you know? <laughs> so great. It's so true. <laughs> It's like the nitty gritty, the little things. It's the little things. It's like exactly like when you were saying, like taking that walk or or when you're doing your morning routine, that is your holy time. That is for your soul. That is for you. That is you showing up for you. And, And for it to be really, really significant, it's so important for you to be fully present there where you're supposed to be not where they need you to be right now you know i'm gonna start closing my door now saying mama's (laughs) having her holy time exactly you want a happy mommy today (laughs) happy mama happy home right (laughs) yeah you've inspired me i'm gonna do that from now on i'm gonna let them know and i'm gonna make sure i close my doors so that way my time is uninterrupted because i have a camera too so i can see where they're at in their room and stuff so it's not like shut off the cameras. You'll love it. <laughs> okay, that's the next step. <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Baby steps. Baby steps. No, and everything baby steps. Should, nothing should feel like a burden. We have so much on our plate anyway. Nothing should feel like something so heavy and so burdenful. And no, 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 no. Like I tell my 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 the people that work with me, they want to start working out and I'm going to go to the gym and like, <laughs> let's start by just what kind of practice do you want to do? Like what it's kind of exercise? Just look it up. Just kind of, you know what I mean? Like when would it work? Think about it for a second, kind of get your mind used to it. Maybe when you're bending down to tie your shoes, make sure you're like really fully stretching your body down or, like get your body into the mindset that you're going to start, you know, going to start something new. Yeah. Because otherwise that becomes another thing you have to do. Mm. It just yeah. adds on to that list, you know? 
Yeah, instead of that makes a lot of sense. Instead of just jumping in with high expectations that it might be easier to not do, because like you said, it's going to turn into, oh, I have to do it because you didn't prep yourself. You didn't get yourself used to it. That's so good. I love that. Hmm. We need to be kind and compassionate mm. to ourselves and think like, what would I tell my, for me, it's my daughter. Like she's 12, I have a 12, 10 and a four. Mm-hmm. And so like, what would I tell them? Like when they want to start something and say, yeah, I'm going like every day now for a run. Like, you know, why don't you try it one day and see how good it is and, and see how your body feels. And, because if you're trying to do something, okay, I, I have a week to work out and you're trying to bust yourself for a week, great. But if you're trying to get on a routine or, or a practice that'll stay for life, for a long, let's not say life, life, life is stressing, but let's say, <laughs> let's say for long term, then all we can do is like kind of it doesn't matter if you get it within a week or within three weeks or within a month, we're talking about 70 years. You know what I mean? We're talking of something that's for, for good. I want it part of my life. So it's more important to like get yourself used to it and do it properly. So you're kind of feeling, you're feeling it. You're wanting it. You, you, I choose to, that's where the, I choose to comes in. You know, I want to do this. Wow. I, I wanted to start, I started intermittent fasting, like after my, my third one, like four years ago. So, um, in the beginning I was like, great intermittent fasting. I tried it one day and I was like, I can't do this. I'm hungry. (laughs) And I said, okay, let's, let's go back to what would I tell someone that I care about and how would I do that compassionately? And I said, okay, I, I, I need information. I'm a person of information. So I said, okay, great. Today I'm going to watch YouTube videos that are explaining the biology of it, the what's happening in my body, the process, understanding what it does help with, what it's hard with, what how people took it, like just different things to kind of get my mind open to that. Um, then after that, I was like, okay, I need to get to 16 hours fasting and eight hours eating. So I said, nope, I'm going to do 12, 12. I do anyway. I fast like 11 hours, right? Since night till I'm going to try and maintain 12 strict hours for a few days. If it's easy, I'll move on to 14. If it's not easy, I'll stay with it for a full week. And then I move on to 14. And then I move. And I don't care how long it takes because today it's four years later, almost five. And I'm still living like that. And because it's better for me, because I know its advantages. I know how good it made me feel, you know? Yes. What would you say to those moms, though, that might be listening, that might be saying, well, I don't want to take baby steps, though, but I want to see results right now because I swear I can hear them. (laughs) What would you say to those moms? We all want everything now. And I agree. I'm I'm that type. I I am those moms, too. (laughs) Like, I want it now. (laughs) And um. I can, first of all, if with intermittent fasting and with sport and things like that, if you are completely present, 
while you're doing it, you will feel the results right now. Cause you will feel, but it's like, no, you won't lose 10 pounds in a week, but what you will do is like feel lighter. You're gonna empty out. Your body's gonna feel better. You're suddenly gonna feel stronger. That's why I listen to all those things that give me information so I know what to expect. And suddenly those changes, when you take baby steps, you also have like kind of baby changes, but those baby changes are like the foundation of maintaining. And there's so much more beneficial than like, okay, I lost. And I could tell you that when I was doing 12-12, and then when I moved on to 14-10, I did 14-10 for, I think, almost a month. Because I know I can't force myself to do anything because then I'm like, I grudge. You know, I'm like, mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't tell myself no. So I kind of ease my way into that note. But I could tell you that I lost a lot of weight even then. I was like, I felt lighter. And when I can tell you that um, when I worked out in the beginning, I started just like little things while I was in the car, while I was sitting down, while I was waiting for the water to boil, I would like do a few push-ups on the counter. If I was sitting in the car waiting in carpool, I would like, there's, there's this thing called 360 ab press. So you breathe in and then when you breathe out, you feel like there's a ring around your abs that kind of compresses and all the way around, like to your back as well. So I would do those and I would do kiggles and I would do this and I would do this and I would do this, you know, like those little things. But that got me into being able to go and work out and do whatever I wanted. I love you know? that. Yes, because it's you're pointing out that even if you're sitting in a car, you can't go wrong with Kegels. Like, you know, like you're you doing things. You can do things. You can even do um, just even clenching, you know, like it's it's exercise. So there's there's always something that you can do. And then I started thinking about the two things that you're saying. You're talking about like how your experience with, you know, losing weight and and all this. And then it's like it goes hand in hand with what you're saying about the mindset. The As power well. of choice. What are you telling yourself? Right. Hmm. Because I, I think that my record was going on. I don't have time for that. I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Right. We never have time for anything. Like our schedule is like <gasps> at the end of the week, like we can't breathe anymore, you know, or at the end of the day even. But then suddenly I was like, okay, you're sitting down at your computer or you're watching TV. It doesn't matter. Can you lift your leg up 90, 90 degrees to your body and hold it there for 10 seconds? Can you pose a pulse up when you're rocking your baby? Can you do it while you're squatting? You know, like I would play around with it and just kind of because that way you block that wording that says, I can't, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Maybe in a different variation, maybe in a different way than you expect it to be, but you do. Yes. And you have that choice. And what works for me might not work for you, but there's still something. So no matter what lifestyle you have, no matter how many kids you have, no matter how busy your day may be, you there's there's a way. It's like you got to find, you have to get creative and find those little ways to do that. I mean, you brought up some great tips. You know, all those moms out there who go are sitting in the, the school line to pick up your kids. Well, she They're all giggling now. <laughs> 
can't go wrong with that. Every woman needs that after having kids. We just do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Sharon, what would you say uh, to all those moms that are listening out there right now that are, they're just, that they need some inspiration, some motivation, and they're just kaput. They're in that space that you were once in back in the day, overwhelmed, all the things. What can you say to them to inspire them and motivate them to take that next step, that next baby step? Um, I would tell them that, first of all, there's always a choice. And you are so strong and so amazing. And you are the world to those little creatures around you, even if you're not feeling it right now. So first of all, remember that and remember that strength that you have within you, even if you're not feeling it at that moment. And I would tell them um, to try and find those little things that you can tell yourself before doing, be nice to you. If you're not going to say it to your kids, you shouldn't be saying it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And self-love and self-compassion. And I know it sounds like a cliche and everyone's like, yeah, self-love, self-da-da-da-da-da. But I'm saying like really, when I mean self-love and self-compassion, just be nice. Be nice to you. We go through so much. We have so much on our plate. And just be nice, be patient, like give yourself a chance. And I'm always here. So if anyone needs a word of inspiration or a talk or something like that, I am here. And um, you can reach out to me and feel free. Thank you, Sharon. Her information is down below, SharonHabetz.com. And I'll have more of all of her links below, including the link to her ebook. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for Thank now. Thank you, Tiffany.